everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. You can follow us on Twitter, you might be doing that already, and you see us live on Periscope at Fantasy Golf Pod, where you can find us Tuesday nights, cracking beers. And saying names. And saying names. Well, clicking names, that's the thing. Hmm. Yeah, you screwed that up. Sorry about that. Let's start off. <laughs> Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding, because we're live. And if you are uh, chatting or asking us things in Periscope's thing or on YouTube, we can't see those things. We don't know how to do that. We haven't figured that part out yet. So you're chatting yourself. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. We appreciate it anyway. Um, comments are encouraged. But quickly, some housekeeping items as we prepare for the greatest week in golf. The most wonderful time of the year you know what that is it's not the holidays no no not when you have kids and father-in-laws and things no it's the <laughs> masters it's two weeks away we're probably gonna give you a shitload of content and it's gonna start soon we're gonna start pumping that out to you get that going did you see eric also we have a new website it's called fantasy golf pod well it's not new the url has always been there but we uh actually made a website I saw. Did, what did you think? What's the point? <laughs> the point is to, to help, the, help the, the, the person out there seeking answers. Totally. The algorithms, though, actually. SEO. Well, we want to get SEO value up because we want people to find us. So do our, your best to help us do that by retweeting or liking or hitting words, typing words, hitting send on YouTube. Google. Um. Hey, Eric, I've already made some content, too, this week. I've already made a uh, Bermuda Championship betting podcast. I did that solo. I did a look at the pricing. I had a first look. Opened it up Monday afternoon. Gave my thoughts. That's on our YouTube and iTunes. So you go find those things. Should we get to the names? We normally do. We normally get right to talking about the names for the Bermuda. But... Actually, Eric, I like talking about what we text about first strategy stuff. <laughs> yeah, we text uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, every day I'm, I send you, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you look down at your iPhone and it's like 46 messages or like something insane. <laughs> You're like, this kid has no life. <laughs> I don't think it's gotten to 46. Like at least 13. I, get, I rapid fire off some text, but it's coming to my brain. I throw them out to Eric because we're just always talking about how to get better at DFS. And one of the things we talk about is not playing scared because scared money don't make money in life. And in DFS, we know that. You got to take some risks. Uh, I'm a victim of playing scared. Are you doing this too? Do you admit it? Oh, I admit. Who hasn't <laughs> played scared before? No, you can't do that in DFS. If you want to uh, cash bigly at the top of the GPPs, you can't do that. You have to be uh, willing to take a risk, take a chance. Balance lineups, maybe. Chalk names, sometimes. But combine those with somebody else. Flyer. The sixth spot needs to be a flyer. Is that obvious? Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about that, but. You got to have the risky random. <laughs> risky you can play chalk, that's fine. But you got to find some leverage somewhere, and it comes with risky randoms. Especially in weeks like this, Eric, the Bermuda Championship. There's going to be so many bad names that come out of nowhere. Everyone's going to think thoughts, think things. It's another <laughs> rant. Hearing people talk about past stats and how they predict future performance, which is like, not sure that's true. 
I mean, we've done this for a while, and uh, we did this before strokes gained even was a thing. Um, it's recent form, guys. Sorry to say, you're not going to find much influence in what guy did 13 weeks ago at the 3M Open. Is that going to really matter? Like 50 rounds, past 50 rounds? Could be a whole new human being. Could have yeah. children. <laughs> or none, you know. Uh, golfers who are in contention or out of contention play differently and therefore their stats may not reflect the type of golfer that they are or how they performed overall in that event. They may have given up. They may have not cared. They have tried things out. This happens and they admit that they didn't want to probably admit it, but they do. So, you know, even stats like greens and regulations and fairways and regulations, those kind of be skewed sometimes. What do we say about strokes gained? It's pretty much putting that we're all worried about. Did they putt well? Did they putt bad? But even that's a joke because a four-footer, not all four-footers are created equal. Eric, one four-footer from downhill to make the cut or a four-footer for uphill for a birdie or an eagle? Like, different story. I don't know. Yeah. Imagine the psychology that goes into those two shots right there and what, you but know. They're said it's four-footer. It's the same thing. Like, same no. thing. <laughs> no. Athletic performance. Just like out of the rough. It's the same thing. Like, well, come on. How many rough shots? I hit the rough every single time I hit the ball, basically. Off the <laughs> so I know sometimes it's nice and fluffy, and sometimes it's deep and buried. So uh, even out of the rough, I'm a golf here, people. This isn't the NBA or the NFL where you could plug a guy in, you could feel confident. Maybe it's time to stop relying on strokes, gain stats. Start watching, using your gut, and just feel it out. Who's hot? Who's getting lucky? Who is angry and we found that guy last week we knew patrick Cantley. maybe the stats didn't show it but he was angry we knew it that's what we're looking for and he won but to circle back to my original rant another good reason to risk it bigly on these types of events is because in these shitty fields if you're bad or your player pool is bad he went all in on one guy and he sucks well then you don't have to watch anymore give <laughs> up on it by saturday <laughs> hey, is that enough ranting and raving about strategy kind of things we've texted about and try to be better and try to get better at the pfs yes love the rant okay cool let's share the screen oh shit how do i always screw this up where is this DraftKings thing perfect we are on youtube if you're watching on youtube uh if you're on itunes and you might want to just pause and go over to youtube because we're showing the screen and at the tippity tip top Eleven thousand one hundred dollars, Brandon Todd. Oh my, the Todd father, the Todd God won it last year. Where it was not a real event, actually, it was only worth 300 points. Now it's worth 500 FedEx Cup points. Makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> this event's better now, it's worse. The field is much worse, probably. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, you need to know that uh, this guy, Brendan Todd, is trying to successfully defend. And no one has done that since Brooks did it at the PGA Championship in 2019. But can Todd do it now, here? <laughs> I and saw dude, that. Todd won. Dude, he won his next start, actually, after he won this. It was at the uh -huh. Mayakoba. And that was the first time Bryson had done that since the FedEx Cup playoffs in 2018. So, I mean, Todd got an 11 won. I feel like. Uh, this might be underpriced, actually. Or is it? Underpriced? <laughs> is that a bad idea? What did, you, what did you say he was last year? He was like 7,300 mm -hmm. on DraftKings, something like that. Yeah, and I didn't have any shares. I mean, if you look at, if you look at the, the form that he was coming in with, 
it was a whole bunch of miscuts and a made cut that wasn't really anything you know of note and then a win and then a win and it kind of i mean that's kind of what he's coming in with now i know i listened to what you had talked about on the preferred lines i mean his form yeah he's played the last two weeks and he's one of he's one of what the only he's the only guy in the field that played last week at zozo kh lee played two weeks ago and okay that's yeah. the only two people that have played basically most weeks but i mean when you look at what brendan todd has done the last two weeks those would have been missed cuts if they weren't uh no cut field events hmm. i mean he's in the upper you know upper uh bad part of the of, of, of the finishes of the leaderboard <laughs> yeah yeah yes. yeah so okay. so i don't I, oh man it's it's a it's a weird spot but i i always there's always something in my heart for for guys that are coming in defending i don't know why it's it's either they're coming off a win or they're defending i like to click them for that reason just in the off chance that you know they pull off that random while they defended because that's so hard to do and what the hell difference does it make? I mean, he's coming in with, you know, not the greatest form, and he didn't have the greatest form last week. A lot of these guys who are going to be clicking this week are going to be coming off of bad form, and you're going to have sure. to click them. Well, so, Brendan Todd, a top-priced, I don't know. I'm not as attracted to him as I am some other guys in the 10K range, but I'll let you pick up from where I'm leaving. Well, you're going to take Todd. You will take him as a pivot because no one really likes him. Who they like and who is the most popular, that's typically what we talk about. We go through each price range and just talk about the chalk. The chalk is forming around Doc Redmond at 10,400 for good reason. Because we like his long-term statistics. Ball striking, number one over the last six months. Number two in approach over the last 40 rounds. Those are long-term stats, technically. Shorter term, fifth in approach over the last two months in this field. Ninth in ball striking, 12th in tee to green. So in the last two months, four months, six months, whatever, he's good. Results, too, show it. I mean, we've seen it. T3 at the Wyndham, and he was T3 at September at the Safeway. So I like Redmond myself. I'll probably start a lot of my lineups with Redmond. He's good. Zalatoris and HV3 are also slightly wanted. Now, again, it's hard to predict these things, and therefore our friends at Fanshare Sports have not even released projected ownership. So it is 9.30 on a Tuesday on, uh, in the central time zone. But so whatever. We're here to tell you that those names are probably going to be around the teams. No one's really going to be knowing what ownership's what. So just take who you want because it doesn't really matter in the 10K range, right? No. No, it really doesn't. Okay. They're going to, they're going to be wanted. So with that said, let's go to the 9K range because we could talk about the names in that range. I know, I mean, we could have talked about Grios, Bad Potter. We could talk about things that everybody already knows. We everybody don't already knows everything. HVT is good. Yes, go. Go plug some. But yeah, so here we go. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, he's $9,700. We've seen him before. He's been doing okay at a couple finishes that were better than bad, but not totally great. And that's why he's not top-priced guy in this shitty field. He's right there. Danny McCarthy, 9500 He's most popular actually one of the more popular names mm, they're all kind of popular actually mm, peter malnati is another one at about 17 18 percent so any interest for the most popular denny mccarthy i starred both denny and pete so i don't know maybe i'm the new chalk donkey well i, I think i mentioned before that i i do like to make a very simple model and denny mccarthy and peter malnati are uh one and two uh ranking wise in that uh, as far as uh, strokes gained total over the last month, Peter Malnati killing it. Now, here, there's a caveat. You know, one of those was a huge putting week. But both of those weeks, I mean, he's just killing with his irons. Right. So, 
What's that to like about Peter Malnati? He's going to be confident. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Well, people like him, and he's 9,000. So click him, even though he's chalk. doesn't matter again. Uh, Ventura might be getting some love. I like Ventura. I bet Ventura. He's good at golf and has some missed cuts, but he's not going to miss the cut in this field. He missed the cut if the Shriners off of one stroke off the cut. So don't look at that too closely. Let's talk about the pivots, though, the least popular. No one in this range is really being overlooked. Like I said, I can make a case or anyone can make a case for every name in this range. But the shocking name that's the least popular is Henrik Stinson. No one's clicking Henrik. Well, he's still a double digits. So that's not true. That's what's going to happen is that you're going to think, oh, I heard that Henrik Stinson's not getting clicked. And then they're going to, people are going to click. But should uh, you? I don't know. I, I think people won't. That's a, that's a tough, 9,300 is a tough price for Henrik Stenson. He's really not playing that great. Although I will say that his last outing, wasn't awful except for his putting, which I like to see. You know, maybe he can turn around with the putter. I mean, if he's all over the place with his driver and irons, that's I mean, we saw Kokrak find the putter. Right, exactly. So and we're talking about a guy who's got twenty some wins worldwide. Henrik Stenson, he's one of the if you really want to think about it, he's one of the class of the field, you know, maybe not necessarily recent form. You know, there's other guys in here that have. Yeah, but if you would have popped open DraftKings, if I would have popped open DraftKings in my open first look pod, uh, whatever, and I'd have seen Stenson at like 10-4, whatever, I probably wouldn't even thought anything of it. I'd have been like, well, that seems odd, but okay, it's probably worth 10-4. He's Henrik Stenson. Right. And you can get him at what? 9-2 or whatever? 9,300. So we keep an eye on that ownership. If that keeps going down, which I think it would go, it'll go down. I don't know why people would. McCarthy's going to get wanted. Tringali's going to get wanted. Malnati's going to get wanted. Those guys are They're all wanted in this range, Eric. You know what that means, Eric? That means, here we go. It's time to (laughs) pepper the 8K range, my friend. And it is juicy because the ownership is spread out. You can find a nice juicy name in here that no one likes. It's great. But the name I like the most is the most popular because I'm new to the chalk donkey world, but I'm okay with it. I'm eating the Henrik <laughs> Norlander chalk. Henrik versus Henrik, would you choose Norlander over Stenson? Because I would, probably. Well, yeah. I might put them both on a team just to have a, a Henrik-Henrik lineup. But well, We saw Henrik Stenson make the cut at the Striders. He made it. But then he only birdied – like, well, he only got a couple more under par on the weekend, so it wasn't great. Although we have seen him T4, we've seen him T6, we've seen him T12, and it's like he can get hot with his putter and he likes the grass. We know that about Henrik Stenson. This is Bermuda, so we know he likes that. Uh, what else do we know about him? Or what did I say? You said Stenson. You meant Norlander. Not to Henrik's in this world. They're Norwegian. They like <laughs> Henrik name, okay? Uh, strokes gained. I don't know. He's good at some of that stuff. But sometimes he gains with, like, the putter. Sometimes he gains with the irons. He still has good performances. So don't worry about it. At 3M open, he was T23 with approach. 5.8, and he lost putter. So whatever. Things happen. Henrik Norlander. So click the chalk there. But also popular is Justin Sue at $8,700. 14% on. And then there's $8,100 uh, Adam Shank. Uh, I like Shank over Sue, especially because you get a price discount. But any interest in the popular names there? Sue, Shank? Shank's on a, a cut-making adventure here. I wonder what it was. <laughs> I mean, June was when he missed a cut. You know, but the finishes, the finishes are, you know, they're, they're kind of bad and kind of okay. But that's what we're looking at with this entire field. So a guy that you're looking at probably is going to make the cut and maybe, you know, there's some upside there. You know who I looked at, though? I'd be curious. I want to hear your response to this. Is this uh, this uh, Euro 
Rasmus Hoygaard. What, what do we what do we got going here? I looked him up. He's 19. He's won twice on the Euro Tour. Okay, we don't know anything about him. This is a Euro Tour event. This is a JV event. We say this about the Euro Tour. It's one thing for those guys to be successful there, and then you see him come over the PGA Tour for like a real uh, competition, and then you know it's not so great anymore. But this seems like I don't know. I'm going to take some risks here, and I, he's not owned. There's no stats on this guy unless you go over to the uh, the the website for the European Tour if you look on the official World Golf Ranking place, which doesn't even have anything on him. There's nothing about him. He's not owned. Yeah, I know. I, he's four percent owned. So eighty-eight hundred, eighty-eight hundred is an egregious price for a you know an um, like probably an American audience who has looks at that and says huh and moves onward. Yeah, but the odds of him just being terrible are just as good as him being good. So it's uh, that's the risk that you take at eighty-eight hundred. Oh. That's too expensive for someone like that. Yeah, well, it, the, yes, it is. I the, like to take risks. This reminds me of. Um, God, there's always been a name or two like this and everybody kind of crowds onto them and acts like they know more than they do about them. And then they're not that great. Well, I was going to ask you what the Euro uh, experts have said about them. What, what have they? Uh... <laughs> Idealists of experts tell me stuff, but I don't know. I guess people are kind of liking him, and uh, he's not on FanDuel and there's complainers about that. They're trying to get him into the player pool on FanDuel. Oh, wow. so they can click him and lose their money on him. But let's talk about the pivots. He's one of the pivots. He's one of the pivots at 8800 You can get $8,200 for nothing, Danny Willett. The wind narrative hasn't raised the Willett ownership projection. Is that because Willett's bad at golf? <laughs> he's not played well recently. Dude, he had like one or two tournaments in the middle of the summer. And I was like, he's back. Oh, yeah, there at the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, that was, that was good. And then it kind of went away. That's what Thanks, happened. Uh, another pivot, and my favorite pivot, the best pivot in the 8K range. Oh, my gosh. Maverick McNeely, $8,300. Good God. You know what? He likes him. I've heard these things about him. He's bad at Bermuda. doesn't like that. It's like, okay, who cares? It's just grass. I love <laughs> doubting it as a thing. But, I mean, come on. He's 24 years old. Do you think it really matters? Has he built up enough stats on grass? That you can make uh, you know concrete prediction. I don't know. He's motivated by wins. I talked to you about this too, not dollars, because he's got a billionaire father. He's a king, uh, or no, uh, Danny, Danielle Kang, an LPGA player who won in August and who also won a major in 2017. Does that make any difference to you on whether you click $8,300 Maverick McNeely? Well, I think you could probably argue there's a lot of narratives. These guys, hey, there's the thing. I was thinking about this. These guys know. It's not that they go into this like, ooh, this is a, just another tournament. They know this is a weak-ass field. They know that there's a reason that I'm here and, and Justin Thomas isn't here. They know this is an opportunity. And Todd and Zal Torres are the favorites. They know that. Right. I think that their friends aren't texting them like, this is your chance, bro. Get it done. Right. Where are they? Get it done. Can you even receive this text? You're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, on on some British island. <laughs> Crazy. So anyway, all right. Where are we? Should we leave this range? Yeah, let's leave this range. Pat Perez. I like him. He's he's all right. He likes the grass. He's a Bermuda. Would you ever trust Luke List or no? Yeah, you know, I like to think that you can trust him, and then it's just, wow. He won 
five months ago? Was it on the Corn Fairy Tour? Does that matter anymore? Yeah, it was on the Corn Fairy Tour. <laughs> it was like five months ago, so I don't know. And he's been god-awful with his putter. It, it regressed. So don't do it. Yeah. All right, now we're at <laughs> 7K. Wow, yeah. God, look at that. That is just amazing. <laughs> All right, Patrick Rogers is the top of the 7K range and not the most popular. What is the most popular is $7,800 Wesley Bryan. He's coming in almost 20% owned. Wesley Bryan? Why? I don't he gains on approach? I don't know. He's 12th or whatever? He only plays these easy-ass events. Well, I guess he was okay in June at a hard event, 24th. He's good, I guess. I don't know. I'm not trying to be mean to him, but 20%, I think that's a fadeable number. Um, I do think that Stallings is also fadeable if he's going to be popular in the 12, 13, 14%. Straka, Sep. I mean, he's – look at his past performance. The statistics of past performance, you guys. So if they're showing up Straka, I haven't seen much from watching him on the course. Again, he's making cuts and doing things, but – I don't know. Is that enough for you? I guess maybe it could be. Is it enough for you to eat the chalk? Uh, no, I mean, I, I pick and choose in this upper 7K range. I use, yeah, no. Scott Stallings, I had no interest in. I mean, I can tell you. I mean, Padraig Harrington at 7,700 is not going to be owned. Why are and, we talking about the pivots? We're talking about the chalk, Eric. That's okay, how we fine. do it. We talk about the chalk, chalk first. Or, do you want to talk about the other chalk? It's Duffner, actually. Do you want Duffner? I've been a Duffner clicker when he wasn't wanted and it never really worked out. And so now all of a sudden everybody's on him. That seems like a fine fade. Well, it was because um, the bad putters are like fine. the old guys are finding it. So maybe he'll find it. That's what I read or heard. Uh, those are easy fades. Stalling, Straka, Duffner maybe. If you want to fade ownership and you're on trying to get off Wesley Bryan, that kind of thing, you could just fade those and you could go to the least popular and the least popular is – Padraig Harrington. Because <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's 7,700? Eric, if he was 6,000 on the nose, would you click him? Uh, yeah, happily at 6,000. Uh, okay, what's the number? Okay, okay, like 64? You'd be like, yeah, 67? Like, there's a number that I'd be like, I'm going to click in Stenton. It's definitely a lot lower than 7,700. That's for sure. Although, He's probably he, a thousand bucks overpriced. So then, has it mattered to you that he's done things on? Did he do things on the Euro Tour recently? I don't know. But did he do well, things on the yeah. internet? He's on the internet, bro. He's doing teaching lessons and he's like showing that he's good teaching. Obviously, he's like sixty. I mean, he's not sixty. He's how old like, is he? Is he fifty? He's probably fifty. <laughs> Listen, he's coming I off of the tunnel. He was on the Euro Tour. He, he so he took. He hasn't played since shut down and that was on the pga tour he's 49 oh my god he's not even 50 okay so, so maybe you click him okay click him then if you want ninth 40th 14th okay that was on euro now he comes over here to a basically a euro event that's why he's priced that way they took into what's his motivation though to win some, or to just like prove he can make cuts on the tour is he trying to win earn fedex cup points did they like pay him to show up here I mean, why aren't these questions being answered by the actual golf media? Like, Padraig Herring at 77, like, oh, that's cool. No questions about that. Just whatever. It's normal. Fine. I'm clicking. Uh, 
I don't care what you say. Oh my God. Well, good. Okay. Don't do too many shares of that. No. You could do shares of Merritt. Troy Merritt's your guy, actually. Don't you like Troy Merritt? Is he a Minnesotan sort of? He's a Midwestern guy. Yeah. 7,300 for Troy Merritt, and nobody likes him. I can make a case for him. He likes Bermuda. He likes just made the cut at the Shriners. Uh, the last two years, Merritt, he's had a bunch of top 25s. I counted 11 top 25s and 43 events. So, I mean, like he's shown that he can do a top 25 and he's $7,300 and no one wants him. I think there's going to be a lot of guys here that aren't wanted. I mean. <laughs> do they have the upside of a top 25? I don't know. Maybe well, does Max Homa have an upside of a top 25? He's 7,200. I think he might have an upside. I might put him in my player pool. Max Homa? Yeah. Wow. You'd think. Why is he 7,200? He could be like the 10K guy if he was really like playing how he should. And he was playing. Like he's shown he's good to go. Does he need to get off the podcast network? Get off Twitter? Hear this? He he's probably play. on Twitter watching this live right now. Max, stop. Go practice. Stop watching me. <laughs> Here's the thing about this event is that all these guys that are, are bad right now, this is the, the, like a ton of them are going to have their one blip of like, oh, look, they got eighth at Bermuda. And then they went back to going, you know. He won. Max Homa is not that way. He beat Rory and shit against like a real I wasn't talking about, I wasn't talking about Max. I was just okay. talking in general. But, you know. As what about as- Bryce Garnett? Kevin Garnett. KG. We're Wolves fans. He's in this. He's in this. 7,200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I looked at bryce i mean he gains with the putter here's, here's what i'm gonna do man is I, I did this last week and i'm gonna do it again i'm i think you just kind of click and hope with some of these guys there's not a, it's a, everyone well with yeah no but i think there's some stands you can make up top but here down low and below like seven three and then especially when you go in the 6k range Okay, okay, okay. I said these names on the Preferred Lines podcast, but I'll say them quickly. The names that I like in this range that aren't even wanted for whatever reason. People are overthinking things. People are making cases about past performance, past statistics, instead of looking at the fact that nothing matters. <laughs> the last two outings for Patrick Rogers have both been disasters. He's missed the cut in both of them, but that's okay because before that he was T11 at the Puchkana. He had a streak of six made cuts before that. He's a good putter. He could find it. Fuck the fact that he doesn't like Bermuda. Does that even really matter? I don't know. According to some people I've heard, that matters. But I don't care. $7,900, Patrick Predators. The dude wants to win. He's motivated to win. Is he going to be like, oh, I can't because it's Bermuda. It's like he doesn't show up with that mentality. So click him into your lineups. If he's low on Patrick Rogers, $7,900. $7,400, this is the one that won me a GPP. One dumb knot. Mike Miller tipped him one day uh, like a long time ago, and I was like, I've never even heard of this guy. So I'm clicking him in the lineup on a quarter arcade, and it, boom, hit to win and it was my he's my hero Wyndham Clark $7,400 more of a gut play obviously because if you look at past statistics they'll tell you oh my god don't click this guy but we know those are like rock bottom stats something happened over the middle of the summer we've said this and I've seen it a little bit of glimpse of hope here and there because I watched him because I've clicked him and I like him it's a, I'm a fan of his $7,400 it seems like a perfect price and nobody wants to click him so get on that Doing that, seventy four hundred. Yeah, seventy four hundred. Honor Bond Lahiri too. Actually, know everybody knows that though. What? Honor Bond. Honor Bond. He's not going to get clicked. He makes birdies. Everyone knows this. 
and he won't be clicked heavily. Well, what'll happen is Eric, you'll talk about how much like you you love Lahiri, and then I'll, he'll be like number one after the first round. I'll be like, so how many Lahiri shares? And you'll have me like, oh, I cut him from my player pool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he how often does that happen? 50th, and then he ends up fiftieth, and it didn't matter anyways. How many times have you won a GPP? You know, I have a, I have a, I have a soft. So it does matter. So you do need to click Lahiri. I, I, was, click in Lahiri. The, I was in the runnings for a GPP with him. Uh, I got it right weeks ago. So keep clicking them. Let's call the names out that are Bermudians, and they're in the six K range. I think I didn't even look them up actually. Yeah, they're in the six K range. So me, Cam Smith is in this field. He's a Bermudian. Kamiko. Oh, should I share the screen? I should probably share the screen since I'm looking. Yeah. Kamiko, 6,100. Okay, this guy, he's uh, somebody. Do you need to know about him? Well, I don't know. He's 35. He's a Bermuda native. He made this, making his first ever start in the PGA Tour. I'm like, probably don't use him, but he knows the course. He once had the course record. He was 700 at 64 at one point, tied with Adam Scott until last year when the Bermuda Championship rolled through and everybody basically had a 64 every day. <laughs> so there goes Kamiko's course record. Who else do we got? We got uh, a guy named Sims. The Sims. That's a thing. You can Michael Sims. Click that, but he just missed the cut. He's 41. He made his tour debut last year here and missed the cut on a sponsor's exemption. He's owned five top 10 finishes in 111 career starts on the Corn Ferry Tour. He grew up in Bermuda playing junior golf. He won something in 2005 here at this course. He shot a 59 once somewhere else. So, Sims. And then you have Phipps. Oh my gosh. Phipps is the bottom barrel price, probably worth it. Click a risk with Phipps? No, I doubt it. 27 year old guy. He's making his first ever start on the PGA Tour. He played golf at Florida AM. His parents or his family's from Bermuda. He lives in Florida. Those are the names that I learned about for you. But you don't care about those guys. The most popular are Michael Gilgitch. Gigitch. Where is he? I don't know. These names are weird that are popular. Why is Michael Gilgitch always popular? Oh, yeah, I see that. I guess he's making cuts. He does bad and good or does good and bad events. Will Gordon, of course, Birdie Gordon. Uh, that's Cecil's dude, <laughs> Will Gordon. He likes birdieing. But he likes missing cuts and finishing T53. <laughs> and then he's popular. Fuck, dude. Chris Baker. God, why are these people popular? This is where you don't need to do this. Don't believe things. He's missed three cuts in a row. They say he's a birdie maker. He's made four, five, and eight. The fuck? Was he birdie maker at the Wyndham? Well, everyone's a birdie maker at the Wyndham. Sorry to say. Teeter? Uh -huh. Teeter popular. Teeter? Cut, cut, miss, cut. <laughs> like he's bad. I mean, sorry to say. Don't click popular names in the 6K range. If you watched uh, uh, Hooper? Uh, God damn it. What's his name? Brian Hooper? Is that his name? He tells you. These are the leverages that you need to pounce off of. Jordan, Jordan Cooper. No. Cooper is a guy that you don't watch his YouTube videos because you're an idiot and you don't understand like how this works. Ooh. <sighs> Leviota is actually back. Maybe he's made two cuts at least. At least I see numbers instead of C-U-T next to Leviota. And he likes to bomb it out there. Leviota is a guy that we like. We know him as a guy that has Crohn's disease. Do you know that about Leviota? He has Crohn's and he has to take a shit every like four holes or whatever, or he used to. I don't know if it's still the case, but whatever. I like sure Leviota. He's got it I know. <laughs> he probably hasn't figured it out. 
But the pivots, dude. Who do the pivots? Who do you like that aren't popular? Do you like Andrew Putnam? I do. No, I don't like Andrew Putnam. I like Scott Harrington. Uh, last year, he, uh, he's. I think I read that he set the the new course record. Did he? And then still finished fifty uh, third, which is what you get out of this guy. I mean, he shot what sixty. I think it was a sixty three or something at Shriners. Who is he? Uh, Scott Harrington at sixty nine hundred. He he was like in the lead after the first round and then shit the bed the second round. Is Scott Harrington the one that had cancer or something? His wife had cancer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that narrative. Dude, we're a narrative podcast here, so if you're going to click anybody on the PGA Tour, you got to click people that have like things that are motivating them. Factors here's one, like here's that. one that you can mock me for. $6,300. Uh, Ryan Gibson? He's made, Rain? Rain. Rain, Rain has made uh, his – Two cuts in the 2021 season. Didn't we don't know a whole. We, him. we don't. I, well, I don't know who did, but we don't know what he did at Corrales Punta Cana. But I did look it up. He's apparently recognized as having shot a 55 by the Guinness Book of World ah, Records. That was where I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Ben Coley. <laughs> ben Coley tipped him. Did he? Yeah. Hey. There you go. Good ben Coley you. and I are on the same guy. Yeah. All right. What else do we need to know? know? I'm gonna click that guy. Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about how we're going to build of the week. Oh, no, but I like Brian Gay. I forgot to talk about that. You got to go for uh, Hall of Fame Bermuda putter, Brian Gay. I mean, like, if you're going to talk about the grass matters and then you're not going to click Brian Gay, then you're, you're a fool. Like, you're a liar. You don't really believe in the grass type if you're not clicking Brian Gay at 6,300 because this is the Hall of Fame Bermuda putter. He sleeps on a Bermuda bed. I think third <laughs> last year proves it. Maya Koba is a car's comp, according to Josh Culp, future fantasy on Twitter. He's a good guy, a friend of the pod. Maya Koba, dude kills it there. So Brian Gay, he's Gator, Florida Gator guy. Do that. Go there. God, he's been so awful. Wow. He's coming coming home to Bermuda, where I put like a goddess uh, every day. Building rosters this week, Eric, do you take risks or do you be safe? I, I, I guess I'll get, I'll get more. I'll just set you. I'll tee you up here right now. I mean, I look at this field and it just, ah, I, I, I might go balance when typically I like to, I like to, I like to stretch. I like to grab up top and grab down below. I think I'm going to be, ah, there's only going to be a few, a few of these six K guys that I'm going to be clicking. Whereas normally I'm, much more open to oh, uh, spreading around. What about uh, my strategy? I've done a few times recently with a go all in on a pair of guys or one guy and try to get like, go, you know, do something boomer bust style. Or if that guy's leading or up there, your bubbles are all in the money. I mean, that's what we want, isn't it? So like, should we do some more of that? Yeah. <clears throat> I think if I was going to do that with one guy, if I'm going to go upwards of 50% or more, it's going to be Peter Malnati at Oh my goodness. Is that one of your values? Let's not talk about those really. Oh okay. yeah. Shoot. Shit. Shit. But for so, real though, it's, yeah. this is uh, like a stupid <laughs> resort course. So maybe you do have to take some good names, but mix them with the, what did I call them? Risky flyer. Yeah. Flyer. Which one? Which one? Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. But definitely don't click the ones that everyone thinks they know are good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no. So like, oh God, if you like that guy, kind of like, okay, maybe do it. But if you like, yeah. don't give a shit about any of these names. I just want a good name. 
well, bro, this is roulette. I'm telling you straight up, pick it out of a hat and start your hat without the ones that everybody's telling you to put in the hat. Take those ones out first. Don't use those and then pick anybody else. That's how you win GPPs. Okay, yeah. my names. Oh, no. Do you want to take your names? Because you already said Peter Malnati and $9,000 is one of your names. It's not one of my names, but I'm surrounded by Peter Malnati with my name. Yeah, Peter, Peter Malnati at $9,000 is, is one of my favorite plays of the week. And we already discussed why, so I won't even get into that. And my other favorite play was, <clears throat> is Will Zalatoris at 10-9. It's not, not, not necessarily a value, but it's, uh, it's a guy that I think we're looking at you know, whatever narrative you want to kind of say that's going to happen this week, Brendan Todd, you know, coming off of just being horrible and then winning for the first time forever. I feel like this could be the same type of narrative this year where you get, you know, some young gun that comes in hungry and angry and, uh, you know, not afraid of the 500 uh, spectators that they're allowing on, on. The course this week. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot to so, talk about that. So I, I don't think that's, I, I wondered. If Is this going to be a super spreader event? No. <laughs> I, out I in Bermuda? It's going to be all locals, so. aren't they? Yeah, I think it's probably fine. So I really like I, – I'll probably start a lot of lineups between those two guys. And then I think I'll have Honor Bon Lahiri there down at, at 70. Wow. Uh, As a value? Yeah, he's playing good. He loves birdies. This is a birdie fest. What the fuck else are we looking for here? I don't know what <laughs> kind of uh, recent things we need. And he's part of my, you know – you know Your my, brand? my brand of bad oh players. lord the brand play no. <laughs> okay are you done talking i'm done you, you said you said zalatoris oh my god all right whatever. Be good He's and then malnati lord dude i like christopher ventura christopher ace ventura christopher. everyone called him christopher forever and then we believed that was his name and then i don't know if it's it i don't think it's just, i think it's christopher like a normal person says it Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did we all say it was Christopher? For that. I never anyway. said Christopher. Uh, I like to call him Victory Ventura because he's owed a Victor Dua to have one because he's been surrounded by uh, greatness in his life. He used to play on that tour or uh, that team with Victor Howland, Matthew Wolf, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. 9,100 is kind of crazy, but that tempers his ownership. So I like clicking that. $8,900 Henrik Norlander. He's good at golf. We've seen him do his thing. He's played well. We've talked a lot about him. Every fucking loves Henrik Norlander. He might be the chicha-chop. Hello? <laughs> God, I hope you didn't mute your shit. I can't hear you. Play the music and be done with it. Thank God we're at the end. Huh? Maybe you can edit this part out. <laughs>